recording a podcast with my friends, having some fun, sitting on a leg page. It's the 10 to 1 podcast with your host, Brad Oldman, featuring Ben Conowitz and Nate Lauks. And here's the podcast. Welcome, everyone. Hello. How are you, Ben? I'm, I'm very good. Good to see you. It's a good it's day. Been a while. It's been a while, but you look I, good. I love me some Bergazzi. Oh, is that like bear? a new? Is that bear, like a bear, bear like if they do like a did cartoon you go, on him? Did you get Italian food? Hey, I, you know what? I, I like a pizza bergazzi. We went to Bergazzi's and got a nice pizza pie. <laughs> yeah, uh, our waiter's name was Nate. Yeah, that's right. Nate Bergazzi hosted Saturday Night Live. This is the third episode of season forty-nine, and they brought in a little stand-up comedian to uh, to host host the show. <laughs> That's a very weird way of saying that, but yes, they did. Yeah. The Foo Fighters were the musical guests. Indeed. I and love me some Foo Fighters. I do like the Foo Fighters. Uh, Foo, do you think, Foo Fighters. Do you think Foo. Nate Bargatze is the kind of comedian where like it draws people to Saturday Night Live, or do you think that they're... Because obviously he's popular because he sells out arenas and stuff like that, but is he like a... Is it to the point where he will draw people who don't normally watch Saturday Night Live, or do you think that maybe it's like people aren't tuning in because they're like, who's Nate Bargatze? All right, so listeners might not know that we are also huge fans of stand-up. Mm-hmm. You guys have been, done some amateur stand-up, things like this, but we watch a lot I, of- Hey, I got paid a couple times. Okay, we watch a lot of stand-up specials as well. Would you put Nate Bargatze probably in the top 10 right now working, or five, or what? He's in the top three working, think? working right now. Well, I mean, as far opinion. as quality is concerned- I No, I'm talking like draw, kind of, like name. I, I don't know, because like, I mean, there's, cause there, there's I would say that there's a, uh, a decent amount of comedians who are like big name comedians, so, like Seinfeld yeah, the, and the crazy thing and is stuff the, like that. You're going to get um, the, the ones that are, that are doing, I would say, new material, meaning like they're working on a special and going to release this as a special compared to Jerry Seinfeld isn't coming out with a new special, but he's touring. Yeah, and, uh, and if he's going anywhere, he's going to sell out. Just exactly. Like that. Chris like, Rock is touring a little bit. Dave Chappelle's touring a little John bit. John Mulaney's touring right but, now. But they're not, I don't think that they're working on new specials necessarily. Whereas when Bergazzi or Tom Segura or Jim Gaffigan even go on the tour right now on a big long tour, it's into, it, they're, they're releasing a new special. Yeah. Bergazzi is absolutely releasing specials when he tours. He just did Hello World uh, and now he's going to be doing another one. Um, and so he is at the top right now. Him and Mulaney are probably neck and neck for like the 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 most popular touring for special you know stand up comedians on the planet right now. Not in that legend status yet Not of yet. the Gaffigan and no. the Seinfeld and no, you know. he just doesn't have a long enough career. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. But but, but on his way, he is currently peaking right now. I mean, I would say that honestly, being on Saturday Night Live as a stand up comedian selling out arenas, he's currently peaking. yeah. Let's say of the it doesn't get much bigger of than this. the sub fifty year old comedians yeah. that are yeah. still yeah. building careers. Yes. He's got to be what, he's, top three, maybe yeah, absolutely. And there are very few people who are like most famous for being stand up comedians who get a chance. Yeah, to he host does Saturday no acting, Live. Yeah. none. Like he doesn't um, have his own sitcom or anything like that. Yeah. yeah. And so th- that being said, it's it's, it's rarefied air because. Uh, to be a stand-up and host SNL, typically you have a connection to SNL somehow. John Mulaney, right? Yeah, exactly, a huge one, right? Or Chris Rock, yep. <laughs> Eddie Murphy. Like these are huge names that that have uh, hosted. Uh, or your Dave Chappelle, right? Where you are a literal household name from having a sketch comedy show. Yep, I mean Chappelle so show was huge. There, there are a uh, few and far between. Uh, Gerard Carmichael is probably a good example of one that was just a stand-up. And he had but, a show. He had and, a show. And, yeah, he had his own show, and he also does act. So, but but I mean, I'm what I'm saying is like got the chance to host Saturday Night Live, but by, by not being a, a household name necessarily, because sure, sure. Bergassi is not either. Yeah. Uh, no, my, I, my mom and dad don't know his name. They know that they like a guy they introduced him to. They don't know it's Nate Bergassi yeah, that he's yeah, got yeah. four right. specials on Netflix right now or whatever. No, a lot um, of people I talked to didn't know who he was. Right. Yeah. And, and so you're going to get the people that, who love him and watch stand up his stand up to tune into this. But by and large, people tuning into Saturday Night Live are going, "Who in the hell is this guy?" Mm-hmm. Fair well, enough. I, I do love me some Bargatze. Oh my yeah. god! And I, I hope that it. if people were, uh, were able to uh, choke through the cold open, that they were able to see Nate Bargatze uh, deliver some great stand up, and hopefully they, they seek out his stuff because he uh, he's a great comedian. Yeah, his monologue was fantastic. Yeah. All right, you guys ready to get into this? Let's or? do it. Let's do it. Hey, r- real quick. Foo Fighters. Fun fact: before we get into the actual uh, show, I learned something the other day. Good for you. Hey, yeah. all, right. all right. I know. Let's all talk right. about the yeah. first. Uh, it's been a little while. Uh, so, um, the I've been listening. I started listening to this podcast called uh, "This Is Jeopardy," and it's about like the creation of the the game show. 
at which Don- game show? Mm. <laughs> uh, Wheel of Fortune, actually, sorry. oddly. Don Pardo, as we know, as the, uh, the the primary and most famous voiceover. Who of, you're doing an impression of. Right, for Saturday Live, who d- announces all the names and the, the host and the musical guest. Uh, he was the original announcer for the first iteration of Jeopardy back in the day. Found that out. Okay. So I just wanted you guys to know. Was he doing both at the time or no? No, because uh, Jeopardy happened before. Okay. I wasn't uh, sure what the timeline was. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Alex Trebek. I, I, I'm willing to bet that there probably was some crossover, but he did Jeopardy first. Did he do Jeopardy for quite a while or no? Uh, yeah. If I mean, yeah, because Jeopardy. Okay. The, the original iteration of Jeopardy was on for uh, I think 11 years. Oh, I yeah. You're looking around at us for yeah. confirmation. Yeah, don't don't look at me. <laughs> I I've never gotten. By the way, here's a fun fact about Ben: never gotten a Jeopardy question correct. That's not true. They, not, they, never. They've had movies categories, and I know you've gotten. Nope. At least never. One not once. Because <laughs> I never phrase it in the form of a question. <laughs> Forrest Gump. Ah, who is Forrest Gump? All we, right. We can cut all this. Moving on. We'll, we'll, we always cut the not funny stuff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not in this podcast much, am I? <laughs> all right, moving on. Biden Halloween cold open. President Joe Biden, played by Mikey Day, delivers a Halloween message with the assistance of Mike Johnson, played by Michael Longfellow, his adult black son, played by Devin Walker, and the ghost of Halloween past, played by Christopher Walken. I am just so tired of cold opens ruining the rest of the show. And like people, if you watch this this cold open, you would not want to watch the rest of the show because it was so bad. Yeah, it's like- This I, was so bad. It's like if I showed up to a movie theater, like really excited to see a movie and someone uh, like lit a, a bag of dog shit right before I, I sat It down. was so bad. Not all political cold open do we love, but some of them I get. This one was just bad. Like yeah. it was not good. It was just awful. And so like- I'm also curious, uh, so this is the debut of Mikey Day as Joe Biden. Previously, uh, it was done by James Austin Johnson, and he's been playing both Trump and Biden. So I wonder if they're preparing potentially for election season, yeah. thinking Trump's going to be around, so that way we'll have to figure out how to have him play both, yeah. even though they have done that before. Um, Dana Carvey, didn't he do like multiple candidates one year? Uh, I don't know if they ever did with Ken- I know well, I know it would be Ross Perot yeah. and Bush Senior. Yeah, I think so. There, and, was, there was, so there was that, and then there and, was and David Spade sat in for him as like more recently. There was another time they did that. And I don't remember who it was though. There's been I think nine people that have played Joe Biden on the cast Ooh, of us. Let me see if I can name them. All right, go all right, ahead. ready. Um, uh, 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 Jason Sudeikis. Mm-hmm. Jason Sudeikis is the most popular. He did it twenty-seven times. Uh, uh, Woody Harrelson. Mm-hmm. Woody Harrelson did it three times. Uh, Jim Carrey did it six times. Uh, James Austin Johnson eight times. Uh, now Mikey Day once. Uh, uh, Alex Moffat three times. Um, uh, let's see here. How many? How many more are there? That's six. I think you got two more. There's. I did. I think you done six. seven, right? No, that's six. I counted. You did. Okay, six. So there's there's three more. There's nine total. So you did Jason Sudeikis, Woody Harrelson. Yep. Uh, Jim Carrey. Yep. Alex Moffat. Yep. Uh, James Austin Johnson. Yep. Mikey, and Day. Mikey Day. Yeah. Okay, you have three more. Ooh, man, that's tough. Who else kind of looks like Joe Biden? All of them did it just one time. Oh, that's gonna be tough then. I think. Yeah, the, oh, the, didn't. Didn't Melanie do it once? Melanie is one. Nice, yep. yeah. nice. Uh, and so, are, are the other two cast members or famous people? Nope, cast members. But think when Joe Biden was in the Senate. Oh, oh, uh, uh, Kevin Nealon. Correct. And then one oh, more. Wow. That was the first That's one. A deep cut. Yeah, that, yeah, was, that was the first one. one. One more. Yeah. Nah, I'm I'm done. I can't think of anybody else. I don't know. Pete Davidson. Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Dark Brandon. Yep. yep. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. All right. Those are all the uh, cast members and, and all guest that stars to say. That uh, Mikey Day is fucking terrible. <laughs> what? Whoa. Whoa. No, I'm sorry. I'm Whoa. sorry. Hey, Mikey Day. Thanks for showing up and doing your Dana Carvey impression of Mickey Rooney uh, for Joe uh, Biden. I didn't think. It, I didn't think. It, I no, honestly didn't think No, I'm sorry. I thought this was fucking terrible. Like seriously, I would. I would rather w- rather watch anybody else do do this again. You know, uh, Mikey Day is a regular listener of this podcast, and I, we're I sorry, just, Mikey. I, I won't. I am, you know what? We are very kind to Mikey Day most of the time, and he can take a hit every now and then. Because, because yeah, <laughs> we all can. We the all sketch can. was bad. I don't think he's very good at Biden. I ho- I, I I don't want him to be the new permanent one. I, d- I don't like it. Um. So you, yeah. you also just don't like change. 
No, ja- James no, Austin Johnson. Dollar, dollar bills and debit cards. I'm sorry, James I'm Austin Johnson's uh, Biden is better. Yeah, of course. Uh, so uh, the only for me the only redeeming part of this sketch what uh, was the the, the first Mike, five seconds of Christopher Walken where like what the Mike so the Mike Johnson stuff I thought played pretty decently, um, but like I also felt it was like should have been part of an entirely different sketch. Like yep. why not just focus on that if you're going to do something about it? And again, it's just taking headlines from the week and putting it into a sketch that doesn't really yeah. matter. It doesn't make sense. And Christopher Walken, man, I love Christopher Walken, but not even he could save this sketch man nope. you know like having hearing him recite you know trick or treats on my feet like that's pretty funny but it's just like i was so i was so done with the sketch already and the timing that, seemed a little off on some of that too is it just me or did it feel like christopher walken was doing an impression of himself a little yeah. bit i mean he's he's pretty elderly now yeah he is still better than a lot of people reading cue cards on the show oh for sure um but he i don't know why he he went like Schmel, Schmel. I did. I don't. I don't know if it's an old man teeth thing or if he was doing, doing, doing a bit. A, yeah, yeah. I couldn't tell. I couldn't yeah. tell either. Schmel my feet. Yeah, Papa Pumpkin. <laughs> <laughs> that was. I. I laughed at that. That was a decent line. All right, moving on. Uh, Stand up monologue by Nate Bergazzi, hosting for the first time, renowned comedian and host of the weekly comedy podcast Nate Land. Nate Bergazzi. He's not always on every episode either. Of Nate Land. Yeah. I. Because I went to seek out one one time. I've listened to quite a few episodes, not regularly, but I've listened to probably 10 episodes. But... I went to seek out one recently because I was looking for something to reference in an article I wrote on Slash Home about him hosting, mm-hmm. and it was one that was about sports movies, and he was not in the episode. Yeah, because there's uh, Dusty Slays on it and a couple others. Yeah, I'm sure like... he's touring. No, I know, but I was disappointed because I was like, oh, I want to hear Nate Bergazzi. It's the only thing I want to hear in a Nate Lamb podcast is yeah. Nate Bergazzi. Yeah. So anyway, Nate Bargatze discussed his age and how everything is futuristic now that he is 44. He also shared memories of his father performing magic during his childhood in the 1980s, fighting orangutans, his deaf aunt, his mother mistakenly picking up his daughter from the wrong house, his father undergoing surgery, and his lack of interest in reading and general knowledge. This is a a common thing that Nate Bargatze talks about as being an idiot. He, he likes to kind of make fun of him not knowing stuff. I love this bit of stand-up. It, it brought some of my favorite things that Nate Bergatze And it's, it was about. all new, too. It was new, but it it gave you a good picture of what Nate Bergatze's comedy yeah. is like, in my opinion. He, he, Perfectly dry. He's, he's, gotten, dry. he's gotten so big, and yet he's not doing the thing that a lot of comics by their third album, especially now they only can talk about airports and being on the road and being yeah. in the hotels. He's still talking about the same stuff his parents that his he was dad. talking about four albums ago, and it's just as good, if not better. The suburban it's, life, essentially. It's really, yeah. really good. He has not lost that at all. And in fact, he's just honed it now. And the, he's just the telling Afrin these stories. stuff was oh. just so freaking funny because my dad's addicted to Afrin. That was so um, funny. If for it's some just... reason you didn't hear that that part of it, it was the, my favorite bit about that uh, Afrin stuff. Was like Afrin says you're supposed to use it for maybe three days, and he's been using it for 45 years. And he's like, I'm pretty sure there's not a drug on the market that says, yeah, give it a good 45 years. <laughs> and it's just the phrasing of like, give it a good, yeah, right. It's yeah. like that. That's yeah. Nate Bargatze's very clever uh, writing style is to because it's not just give it 45 years; it's give it a good. It's very down home. It's very easy. It's very simple. Man, he's good he, at he it. is one of the most patient comedians yes. too. He he's willing to. Um, sit in a joke so well and, and and slowly work you through the premise of a joke. He doesn't feel the need to kind of, sometimes comedians will smile or sometimes they're giving away the, the they want you to laugh here soon because they're, they're going to smile a little bit. And then they'll step on their own stuff to get yep. to the next one if it's not working. Exactly. And he, he doesn't. It actually never does. He, he He's very patient, um, but also just so funny. Yeah, um, yeah. I, I, I love my, this. My favorite one from this one was when he was talking about his uh, mom going to pick up pick up her daughter and is like and so she meets another grandma and it's it's two dogs who see each other through a fence and it's gonna take a while it's gonna take a while his phrasing i think that's what i love about nate well i I have four grandsons no no information is being exchanged here 30 minutes 30 minutes i had to go pick up my daughter from a friend's house and then then find my mom mom. it's just so good again if you've not heard nate bargatze comedians uh, are in his comedy specials this is what it is just longer yeah and, and okay so, it, so, so we'll give you the, a little rundown here if you are interested in nate bargatze's stand-up what you should do is you go to netflix and you go to the show called the stand-ups and you find nate bargatze's uh, episode on that and then you go to netflix and you watch the tennessee kid the greatest average american uh and then you go to prime uh, video prime video and watch hello world uh, no, no, I'm sorry. There's another one. Um, sorry, he's live at Red Rocks. Uh, uh, is no, is that the is that 
I think it's just an album. No, hold on a second. Because I haven't, I, I haven't seen any of their specials. Hold on, it, it, the the special that it, the greatest average American sorry takes place out outdoors. Oh, there you go. Sorry, that is the greatest average American, and then it does jump to uh, uh, Amazon for Hello World, which is just again uh, hilarious. And now he's on tour uh, because they'll be doing another album. Moving on, Chef Showdown. Nate Bargatze, a white chef, wins a soul food cooking contest, much to the shock of the judges, Keenan Thompson and Punky Johnson. The host of this TV show is played by Heidi Gardner, while Ego Wodum is a contestant and Devin Walker is her assistant. Now, hold on a second. I can't help but notice that you said her name correctly. Wrong. <laughs> we are so fucking stupid. Okay. Right. Last week, I made the argument that, hey, guys, I heard it said Ego Wodum. And you're like, no, no, no. No, no, no. It's Ego Wodum. No, no. You guys were so patronizing about it. No, it's Wodum. No Wodum. I'm like, no, I'm pretty sure it's Wodum. And then I texted you guys a video of them pronouncing it, and it is Ego Wodum. Now, it, but but Daryl Hammond, I swear it, to God, I, I, I do too. No, seriously, I, it, guys, it just admit like, you're wrong. Just admit you're wrong. No, no, we are wrong because because I so I went and looked up other sources too, and uh, she appeared on the Jennifer Hudson show, and Jennifer Hudson said her name and said it properly, and there is no end sound, but it does. Daryl Hammond does sound like he's ever so quickly and just Ego suddenly. Said, yeah, exactly. So maybe maybe that's just because we know how her name is spelled. That that's just how we're hearing it. And I also don't think that end was as subtle the first couple years she was on the show. I think he actually did say Nuotum in the, in the beginning yeah. and I think they've so, just slowly corrected Ms. it Miss Wodum, I am so sorry and this is the kind of thing where she like let that happen for a bit but now she's correcting people kind of similar to the way that Tandy Newton used to be called Tandy but now she's going by her proper name Tandaway because that's the that's the name that she is, was you know given and but people told her to change it so did, it wouldn't be difficult did to I pronounce. know that until now but so okay yeah um, also in this sketch was a guest star Padma Lakshmi um, the episode hey guess what I didn't know that person existed until I saw this oh, really? sketch. Yeah. Uh, really? This yep. marks uh, Ego Wodum's 100th sketch, 100th sketch that she's been on in, on SNL. So let's move to this. This was a, a so kind of a hundred sketches to get her name right. Yeah. <laughs> I again, we're fucking dumb. I'm so sorry. The 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 awkward person, you know, in a situation is a fairly common sketch trope on SNL. What did you guys think of this one? Did you think Bargatze played it well? Did you think it was written well? Keenan made me laugh a couple times, quite a bit in this sketch. Keenan, yeah, Keenan saved this. It one was just sure. Keenan doing Keenan. I don't but, think he saved this one. I don't think he needed. I thought it was. Any. Yeah, I thought it was pretty funny. I, I honestly, I think that. Most of this episode, uh, perhaps not as well, but in a similar fashion, uh, caters to Nate Bargatze's comedic style Dry. in the same way that the Bad Bunny episode like catered to him not speaking English very well. And kudos to the writers for doing that. Yeah, because Nate, Nate Bargatze is not somebody who has done sketch comedy. Doesn't have a lot of range. Yeah, doesn't have a lot of range. But it seems like most of the sketches worked in his favor as far as capturing like his general vibe. His timing was off a, a little bit on some yeah. of it, but I thought he did fairly well for never doing any acting before. Right. But yeah, I, I liked I liked this sketch. I thought it was pretty funny. The fact that he kept apologizing was very amusing to me. Um, I liked, I didn't think the Padma Lakshmi thing was It did feel weird because, like, yeah, especially if you don't know who she is. Like, oh, cool. I assume this is a special guest of some kind who's been on some kind of chef show, which chef showdown. Not a real show. No, I did look I that did, up. I did not. Did you look that, that up? I did. I, did. I, had, I went to look it up to make sure it's not <laughs> yeah, a real show. Uh, but it just feels like any other cooking competition show out there. Uh, my favorite part was Keenan flipping the plate. Because, that was great. And I think it was improv yeah, because, because Heidi, Heidi broke. lost it. Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, that's why I said uh, saved it because it was fine. It just wasn't really. It was a, it was a one trick pony. You knew they, you knew what was happening. Yeah, it was yeah. fine. And and you know I think my favorite bit was when they put the the Howard letter jacket on him. <laughs> and he was like, "Can you please take this off?" Yeah, yeah, he did really well. That was that was good. Bring, um, bringing out the assistant sous chefs though was yeah. was pretty funny. And Mikey, they came out. I'm I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> oh, uh, uh, Keenan's uh, go kill yourself. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was really <laughs> escalating. Yeah. No, there was there's plenty to like in this. I just uh, it set the tone for what they were gonna do with 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 Nate Bargazzi, which is not much. You know, they're just gonna let him. Be be in the background a little bit and then just like say a couple of lines here and there, which is fine. I just I, I guess I was hoping for, for that they give him some more swings. I think that, I don't think they kept him in the background for for most of the episode. I think but I think do think that they like utilized they, his, they, his strength. He was a one trick pony. Yeah, yeah. Um, but that's okay. All right, moving on. Hallmark horror. Two former classmates, uh, played by Nate Bargatze and Chloe Feynman, reconnect in their hometown. Chloe Feynman, a woman, falls in love with Nate Bargatze, a man who wants to kill her. The group is joined by Punky Johnson, who plays Feynman's co-worker, and Mikey Day, Feynman's fiance. This is a playoff Hallmark Christmas movies, but it's like a Hallmark horror film. Mm -hmm. 
what did you guys think of this? I thought it was fine. I thought that there was a better. I thought there was a better sketch there, there somewhere. Yeah, this is a great I like idea, the premise. and yep. it feels like it was not executed nearly as yep. well as it could have been. Yeah, that's kind of what I felt as well. They didn't. So maybe I'll be beating a dead horse here, but it didn't feel like they gave Nate Bargatze or anybody else really much to do except for like say the lines as written. Yeah. There's nothing here. Yeah, it just it it seemed like it was a good nugget that just didn't get developed further enough. I feel like it could have used another pass of the script. There's also a really bad cut towards the end of the sketch. Did you guys notice this? No. Well, he had a knife. <laughs> <laughs> it's when uh, it's so Chloe Feynman comes in and sees him, and he's holding like a severed hand, a hand or something in the the shed, and she, uh, it cuts to her reacting, and then it feels it's like a jump cut because it's the same shot. But Pucky Johnson is suddenly opening the shed door behind her. There's no like insert in between or cut to a different thing. And so somebody fucked up there because it is a piss poor cut from like the I'll same, go back and the same shot to another one. Oh, yeah, I didn't notice. And granted, they could have fixed it in because you guys didn't watch live, the live version. I did no. watch the live. Oh, I didn't did? watch the live one. Oh, I did sorry. watch it on Peacock, though. I apologize. The full stream or by by sketch by sketch? Full stream. Oh, okay, so you, sh- you should. I, I think you would have seen it then. I, okay. I saw it live last night. Oh, okay. So then you just missed it. I missed it, yeah. Yeah. Moving on, 1777, Washington's Dream with Nate Bargatze as George Washington and Kenan Thompson, Mikey Day. James Austin Johnson and Bowen Yang appear in this sketch as soldiers. George Washington talks about all the future things of America and talks about what's in store for the future to his soldiers. This felt, honestly, to me like a Nate Bargatze comedy, like like a, a bit from him worked out in sketch form. I, I like this one a lot. Yeah, I think Did that's, that kind I think of feel that, like I think that's way, part of the reason why it works so well. Yeah, uh, I felt like he could make these jokes in his sketch or in his uh, comedy specials, oh. and it would feel normal. Yeah, yeah, no, we're not gonna do it that way. We're just gonna do it. <laughs> yeah, uh, no, no one no. knows. No it, one knows. It did. Yeah, this did. It did feel have that vibe, and it was very very funny. You know, it's. One of the stupidest things is, you know, the fact that we don't use the metric system, uh, even though I don't understand it. I'd be happy to make the switch just, <laughs> just to have some semblance I need of to take like a order class, and organization. But the, the, the best line, obviously, here is, Keenan Thompson, what about all men will be created equal, correct? And he goes, didn't you say something about temperature? Yeah. <laughs> and it just glosses right over. And then, of course, there's another one at the end where yeah. he just walks away. But the you said something about temperature, and he's like, no, I did not. And it, it, that's it, so good. It was a sketch that I thought... Bargatze had a little bit of a timing issue on some of those yeah, things. Yep. There wasn't as much ping pong as I wanted in, in there because I think it's this sketch was brilliantly It written. was really, really good. It was yeah. written so well um, that if it was ping ponging a little God, bit could more. You imagine, could you imagine, Nate, if this was, if, if Travis Kelsey had, had been brilliant. screwed it'd this been brilliant. up, you know, and Nate would, uh, Nate, Brad would be all over him. But Nate Bargatze probably delivered these lines just like Travis Kelsey would have. Well, here's the thing. Nate Bargatze didn't derail the sketch at all, and it kind of fit like the like Nate Bargatze's comedy style. Travis Kelsey probably would have fumbled this just like a, a fucking football. While making out and, with Taylor Swift. Yeah, and not deserving any bit of it. Uh, and so, yeah, and he would have had a stupid fucking mustache, too. And I, just, so, I just think that you're you're going to give Nate Bargatze all the credit in the world here. And, and while uh, Travis he, didn't do those... Because, uh, because, he's, because he's better? You're right. And he didn't ruin the sketch, and because Travis Kelsey sucks. You're absolutely right. Travis Kelsey. Because he, you know, Nate, he struggled a little bit with the timing on this one. Sure. Didn't ruin the sketch for me. Those was still hilarious. Yeah, I like this one. I agree. It was good. Uh, I thought it was really good. Okay, fine. Fine. One thing I I had never thought of before, even though like I've heard, you know, complaints about the metric system, you know, on and off, was the fact of like measuring certain liquids, sodas and stuff in liters and milliliters, and that's like, nope. Like, uh, milk we made in gallons. And <laughs> that was so good. I do love how uh, this is very observational comedy, right? And I love when SNL does sketches based on observational comedy. Mm-hmm. Like, this is absurd. Well, how many feet this in a mile? Absurd- well, 5,280. Why would you not know that? <laughs> <laughs> how many yards? Oh, no one knows. No one knows. He, or, he, he switched between no one knows and it's impossible to figure yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> Which, again, is such a Nate Bargatze line. It's impossible to figure this out. Right? Also, you know, we're going uh, we're gonna to use yards in football. What's football? It's a game primarily where you throw a ball with your hands. <laughs> Such a good bit. All right, moving on. Lake Beach, written by Dan Bulla, Andrew Dismukes, James Austin Johnson, Streeter Seidel. It's an idea based on a James Austin Johnson stand-up sketch. Where did you hear that name? Stand-up can, sketch? Or sorry, a stand-up bit. Come on. You can find on YouTube. Who told I, you that? I actually read it on Reddit. No. I did before you told me, but then you told me, and I thought it was sweet that you told me that. Here's the thing: Brad likes to do this thing where he sends us stuff that, just assuming we haven't seen it. Yeah. And w- here's the thing, Brad: we have the internet. 
But you so, sometimes we yeah, say sometimes things. We, we, but you we research. You but you we know. research. Well, yeah. a lot of times I, 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 don't wanna, I also don't want to yeah, hurt your feelings. Hold on. Here's the thing. I don't want to hurt your feelings. You hadn't seen it. I hadn't, but yeah. a lot of times I do. I'm like, oh, okay, thanks for sending. Instead of just correcting you, like, I've already seen this. I don't, don't want to hurt your feelings. Feel bad. I don't want you Most, don't of, you most of the time, bad. you don't say anything just because you don't pay attention because you're too busy playing your fucking golf video game. Nate, on the other hand, I trust that he just learns things naturally because he's an intelligent person who reads. Um, he doesn't listen to, to that, books on tape. That, I'm not Nate Bargatze. That, was, that, was, <laughs> that both hurt me and then double hurt me. By the way, <laughs> the Bargatze stand-up thing where so many words. Like, oh, just take a, <laughs> take a break. A couple blank pages so I can catch my breath. <laughs> it was just so funny. Uh, words upon words. <laughs> yeah, it's, it just keeps going. <laughs> and the fact that he didn't go like show some pictures in there, because yeah. I've heard that before, yeah. but I've never heard put some blank pages in there so I can catch up. That's so good. Uh, so I, I don't think I mentioned this uh, a while back when it actually happened, but I went to go see James Austin Johnson perform stand-up in Chicago over the summer. Well, I was at the Den Theater, uh, and so I, I asked you guys if you wanted to go, and you were like, oh, I'm too busy with my fucking life. Uh, whoa, whoa. <laughs> Nate so, does not sound like that. <laughs> you know that was you. I know. Uh, I know. Uh, and so I, so I went to go see James Austin Johnson by myself. <laughs> <laughs> you um, had a great time. Don't I did. Lie. Yeah, I did. You know, he was great, and so he did – basically like the stand-up version of this bit where he was talking about country pop songs and singing about being the at a, worst at a lake location beach. possible and so if and if you go so if you go listen to it on on youtube um it's it's on a video where like he's outside so like you you it doesn't say lake beach or anything in the the headline you have to find it and i knew to look for it so i just scrolled through some of it but he did a version of this and it's uh it's much less polished than what we see in the sketch but it's there though yeah and it's it's something that he clearly riffs kind of like improv style during the uh, the there are some actual too. lines from his stand-up yeah. that, that move in here. Um, real quick, for those of you that haven't watched yet, three male performers, uh, kind of like a country band, uh, uh, like a, a country, a country trio. pop. Yeah. A, a country like a, pop like a kind Rascal of, Flats yeah. or a Florida Georgia yeah, line. Yeah, kind of like that. Uh, Andrew Dismukes, James Austin Johnson, and Nate Bargatze sing about a beach on a lake accompanied by Dave Grohl, uh, who's obviously the founder of the Foo Fighters. Other cast Foo members... Fighters. Include Devin Walker, Heidi Gardner, Michael Longfellow, Marcelo Hernandez, and Molly Carney, each playing different characters. I love this. It, we live in a lake town. There's a lot of small lakes, not only in We've our, done our little of city. Lake uh, there's a lot of lakes right around us as well here in Northwest Indiana. And this, there, there were some some bits in here that felt very real to me yeah our <laughs> lakes have tons of fucking leaves in them yeah. uh people leave diapers behind there are definitely okay it's not that bad can, can, cans of beer porta johns around like this is a fucking hick town and the lakes are Jesus disgusting Christ. okay <laughs> that's not I, at all i was gonna say fish lake which is south of us but you know whatever some of the lakes here suck no some uh yeah. are, are, are a little mer- i i t- completely agree with the brown water because that's of course it's yeah. a lake but uh just like the leaves you switch the leaves for seaweed for us. And oh yeah, it's a hundred percent pine lake. You just you get murky seaweed and mossy rocks that you cut your feet on. <laughs> so good, toads stepping on toads at sitting night, sitting on a lake beach. Yep. Uh, yeah. No, this was this was so much fun. The song the song was really catchy. It felt like a country song. It felt like you know an absurdist version yeah. of a like you said a Florida Georgia line or whatever type of song that would be a summer like. I also, hit. I also like that, that <laughs> some of it wasn't really around being like rednecky. It was like five people I know, forty five I don't. Like, yeah. Just, yeah. So I also good. uh this I think this was the one sketch too where if you watch Nate Bergazzi, this is the one that he cut loose. Like he's he's, he was having fun. he's smiling and dancing and like it really felt like a lot more outgoing than you've ever seen him before. Yeah, maybe because he also got it being from kind of Tennessee and yeah. you know, being a hillbilly. He's been on a lake beach. <laughs> yeah, for sure. There's, uh, there's a man that's been yeah, on a lake beach for sure. Also the one maybe the most accurate part, and you can tell that because there are Actually, people, I could the, see Nate Bargatze having a bit on a lake beach. Oh, for sure. Well. Yeah. Uh but this this is something that is absolutely a trait of Lapore, and that's Dave Grohl as the drunk yelling uncle yes. who is mad at their nephew for not understanding the rules of cornhole. Oh, he's is, old enough to play. That is very much Ben Conowitz. Dave okay, Grohl, come on. Dave Grohl was hilarious in this sketch too. Just, I would perfect. love to see Dave Grohl host SNL. I, I would, would love to see Dave Grohl star in a proper comedy, yeah. at least as a supporting character, because he has great comedic timing. He's Foo hilarious. Fi- Foo Fighters music videos have always been really funny. Um, and he, they, they, so that Foo Fighters made a movie called Studio Six Six Six. It's a horror movie, and there's some a parody kind of, right? A little bit, not or? really, honestly. They kind of are going for a straight up horror movie. Um, but like, uh, 
no one is really that good of an actor in it. But Dave Grohl, when he does stuff like this, he's funny and he works. And so, like, I would like to see him just do a full-on comedy. No, that's why I think SNL, even just coming as a host for SNL, yeah. he would do well because he... And he's great in Tenacious D as, yeah. as the devil. He's so confident, yeah. which which really helps in sketch comedy. So Yeah, so uh, the, I, I like this sketch You know who else is confident? A football player that I know that's confident in sketch comedy? Travis Kelsey. Joe yep. Montana. Yep. Peyton Manning? Oh, Peyton Manning. You get, I would give him a hug. Yeah, okay. You know what? I know he's not playing football anymore, but can we get him to host again? Yeah. Yes. He's at the Manning <laughs> cast. That's enough. I know. I would love to have him host again. All right. Um, moving on. Trick or Treat with Fran Drescher, uh, SAG-AFTRA. Fran Drescher, played by Sarah Sherman, discusses the rules of the SAG-AFTRA Halloween code while using various kid costumes that are not affiliated with any TV shows or films with Nate Bargatze and Ego Wodum as the couple listening to her. Now, this is actually a real thing. Fran Drescher did release this. So Yeah, so, but, but the, the, it's it's based on something that, like, more of, like, a concept that came about from it because some people were saying that it felt like SAG was telling people, like, nobody should dress up in costumes that are tied to Because there were some TV. actors that, like, I think Mandy Moore was one of them that commented, like, come on. Yeah, of course, but but it's the idea is that like if actors are going out, then they shouldn't be dressing up as like characters from movies and TV shows because that's struck work. But like yeah. kids don't have to adhere to this or anything like that. But conceptually, it's very funny to imagine Fran Drescher telling like normal parents like, "Here's what your kids can dress up as for Halloween." And I agree with that. If the sketch was like I don't know a minute and a half long, yeah, it did. It's it, a it, nine minute sketch. What are we doing? Well, it's not that long. But the, it, the how ho- long was it? The the little kid that played like Hoda minutes. Copy came back five very, times. Very funny. She was so good. Very funny. Uh, Actually, honestly, a lot of the kids, all, yeah, all the, all <laughs> the, the kids, kids crushed. It. All the kids were really good. So yeah, but yeah, it's it didn't feel like it had enough to really properly sustain itself. Yeah, you there know? was a couple. There was there, this was this and two other sketches. I felt like they were really good premises that they didn't quite carry f- to full term. And I really wish that they would have been able to like make something better out of it because it, it was a decent idea. Yeah, they didn't need the kid that was playing Fran Drescher at the end. I didn't think like the sketch was full enough. They there. had three mentions of what Nate Bargatze was wearing. I did like that. Those though. are good, but it's like, do you need all three? Or, like, or make the sketch more about that, like right. you know, uh, his his, you know, they're what they say. I'm just holding like a, a baby Ruth. I'm not dressed as Sloth from the Goonies. It was pretty funny. Though. That's a good joke. Yeah. All right, moving on. Weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che, Fran Drescher. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Oh my God! You just take a shit. <laughs> We on weekend update with Colin Jost and Michael Che. Weekend update anchors Colin Jost and Michael Che tackle the week's biggest news, like the new Speaker of the House Trump in court and Mike Pence dropping out of the presidential race. Each week, we kind of Ben and I, anyway, we try to judge where the barometer would be. It has not been all that high yet this season. This is the barometer rates based on the I think metrics. We call it the, the Bradometer. It sounds more fun that way. I like barometer. What do you like, Ben? Barometer. Uh, this kind of rates the quality of connection that the two hosts have. Spoken and unspoken. Based on, yeah, jokes, but also just the chemistry Vibe. they have. Vibing. Whether or not the weekend update is just working. Yeah. Um, and so, it, so it, far as, this As it season, relates to the, 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 the two co-hosts interaction. Or, yeah, or, yeah know, there's a lot to it. There's there of. There, there's there, like you said, there's spoken and unspoken things to this. Now, so far this season, not been great. I don't think you would say, right? No, the, it, hasn't hasn't the first one was pretty decent. Second one was a dip, so it's it's been okay. Okay, I want to say last week he said fifty um, out of a hundred. That's true. I'm gonna say it was higher. I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go seventy five this time. Now, see, I think I think it was like the exact same, if not less. Oh, really? I I didn't look, there was, there. There was barely intera- any interaction between each other. Yeah, I gotta go. I gotta. I, I just gotta thought the like jokes were better. Than 50, 55. Yeah, Ben. Ben's pretty close. I would. I would. I would probably say like a sixty because it was. It was higher than last week. It was, it was a little bit better. Still was not great. Just not enough connection between the two. Do you think they're fighting and feuding and just not liking each other? No, I honestly, the, just, I think the past. Being Scarlet got between them. This. Whoa. Uh, now I just have a great image in my head. <laughs> um, but no, uh, I just think that these two uh, iterations of Weekend Update didn't have the best punchlines. Like there was some good stuff uh, here, uh, but for me, the best part of Weekend Update this time was the uh, special guest that stopped by the desk. So, was there any jokes in Weekend Update before we get to the the Weekend Update bit that you guys? particularly liked i didn't uh, think there was anything great what was but the i mitch didn't McCall- was- mitch mcconnell scene here watching a bank foreclose on a single mother <laughs> you know we always love those. i love those any of the scene yeah. here uh pictures but yeah all right let's move on to the bit then weekend update bit uh colin jost's agent jj gordon on the actor strike 
Uh, Colin's agent, J.J. Gordon, played by Sarah Sherman, stops by Weekend Update to discuss the challenges faced by actors trying to find work during the SAG after strike. Um, this was a, a Weekend Update bit that had been moved from the Bad Bunny episode. Oh. Um, and moved to this one. Interesting. Yeah. So what did you guys think of this? Did I you like it? am still so impressed that, that Sarah Sherman and the writers keep coming up with ways for basically Sarah Sherman to do to shit on Colin Jones. Yeah. <laughs> and they keep coming up with new and different ways to do it. I'm always here for it. It never lets me down. Yeah. It's fresh. And just keep going, guys. This is this the is same a great, great bit thing. reworked in in a different character. I, I right? love it. You know, and and I think one of the things that actually makes it even more amusing to me is is that it it could easily not be like Sarah Sherman as a character, but it could just be like a, a meta thing where like you know it's Sarah Sherman and she's pretending to be Colin Jost's agent in real life, <laughs> and he and he has no idea. And so like yeah, I just love that he she's just making the making the worst offers for him and like putting the worst roles on the table. I thought this was really funny. I, I really like Sarah Sherman in this. She was having fun with it. Sarah Sherman always has fun at the weekend. And she looks like Paul Schaefer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so uh, great bit. I was it just, it just shows it. me how tiny she is. Oh yeah, she's so tiny. She's so slight. Yeah. Just a little, little, little tiny lady. And she got some more play this episode. She was not in the first couple really all that much. Sarah Sherman wasn't. Yeah. Uh, she didn't have a lot of uh, sketches no, that kind lo- of featured. Loved, her. loved the 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 ribbing. And Colin Joseph is a very easy target, and he leans right into it, and it's great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right, moving on. Airplane, written by Mike Desenzo, Andrew Smooks, Jake Norbin, and Ben Silva. A couple, played by Devin Walker and Chloe Feynman, are about to give birth on a plane, while others, played by Nate Bargatze, Andrew Smooks. Chloe Trost, Heidi Gardner, and Mikey Day as the pilot argue about which job is the hardest. The sketch also features Dave Grohl in a doctor costume. Andrew Smeeks was great in this. That's that's my thoughts on this. What did you guys think? This was the third sketch where I felt like there was a pretty great idea here, and it felt kind of squandered because the idea of having people suddenly trying to argue about what the second best job is after doctor in the midst of this emergency medical crisis was pretty amusing to me. I just felt like more could have been done as far as establishing the arguments as to why certain jobs, like why you felt that way about certain things. Cause there was some good bits about how they like treated the teacher and like how they, they all applauded the mother and they're like, Bargatze's line on the mom. Seriously, let's talk about real stuff here. The stuff that pays money, which which again felt like a very Nate Bargatze line. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I liked this idea in theory, but I just felt like it needed something more to push it to like being a, a truly great sketch. Yeah, I, I thought it was a good sketch. I think there was a great sketch somewhere in there. I agree. I also um, really did like uh, Mikey Day coming in as a pilot and it's like, who's flying the plane? Oh no, the <laughs> autopilot, dumbass. Yeah, that was, that was <laughs> such really a good, good delivery. Yeah, yeah. Andrew Smook's uh, line to uh, uh, Chloe Feynman where... Uh, you know, he's like, there are no doctors, so the best thing we can do right, right. now <laughs> is to establish <laughs> yeah. what the second best job is, yeah. and I think we can all agree. <laughs> yes. I just thought he was great in this. I really love yeah. Andrew Smith. And this, and this was one too where uh, having Dave Grohl come in and having like like this, this Halloween costume was funny, but it was such an abrupt end. I was like, wait, what? What the? That was that was it? Okay. Yeah. Again, they don't ever know how to really end these things. Yeah. That's a way to do it. But at least it didn't like end it after that with like American Airlines fly us for Halloween. You yeah, know? Oh, Jesus. But kudos though on the sketch idea. It is a funny. It is a funny sketch. Yeah. yeah. Um, even if not all the jokes. Nate Bargatze wasn't great in this. I thought he his timing wasn't great again no, in this he, one. But yeah, he he, he, he did, had some good lines. He did fine. All right. Finally, I'm I'm really sad about this one. Please don't destroy film. Dog food written by Martin Hurley, John Higgins, and Ben Marshall. Uh, dog food. Um, in this pre-recorded sketch, Martin and John try a new meal prep service and eat dog food while Ben is disgusted. I love. Please don't destroy. I thought this was a very weak one, and I just ended really weird to me. Yeah, it's uh, there's a reason it's only two minutes, and I feel like they kind of knew that like they didn't really have anything particularly. I was great with this it. Week. I was with it in the beginning. I thought it was a funny concept, but it didn't. Uh, it as we t- we talk about often escalation. Yep, this didn't really feel like it went anywhere else. It was kind of the same kind of thing. Like, wow, it's so weird that they're eating dog food. You know, and it's like, funny. Oh, c- yeah. come on, keep on going higher, right? Yeah, like, and, and there were a couple amusing asides. Like, I really like. Uh, well, you got your name on the bowl. Yeah, my girlfriend got it. So she's behind this? No, she hates it. Yeah, there's, like, a, there's some clever wording. In yeah, there. but it just yeah, it didn't feel like it was like a, a fully conceived short from them. Honestly, I think this was one of the worst ones. That yeah, that's done. What I thought too, and I I love them so much. They are masters 
of of escalation. They really are. They are brilliant in escalation. And so it was really odd to see them end a sketch in a bad SNL way. You know, um, R.I.P. He died. Yeah. You know, like it just felt so unsatisfying. Especially since I'm not sure if the typo was intentional, but it said 2018 to 2023. Yeah, because he's a dog. That's how I took it. Dogs die at five years old. Yeah, it is kind. Of, I I thought it was odd too because I, I thought that as well, but it didn't make much sense to me. Either. Oh, fair enough. Yeah, because he's a big dog. <laughs> it's odd because last week I think was one of the the greatest please don't destroy sketches they've ever done pre tapes they've ever done. It was really really good. Well, maybe they're resting on their laurels, guys. I don't know. And this week, well, I mean they've 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 consistently put pre tapes together yeah. week after week and done I think really really solid work. It's just a rare miss for them, yeah. in my opinion. All right, so let's talk a little bit about overall. How how'd you like this episode? I was expecting I was expecting more out of Nate Bergazzi. I I wanted in what way? I wanted him to I know he's not an actor, uh, but neither was neither is Dave Grohl or, or Peyton Manning, right? I was just hoping that maybe, you know, Mulaney's a stand up and obviously he's been around SNL a long time, so that, that you give him a pass. But other stand up Mulaney gets silly when he's on though. Mul- and Mulaney's an actor too. That's true. Um, but I, I just I, I know that he's probably nervous and it, you know it's he's not used to doing all of that. I just wish that there was more for it. It just felt like because the the cold open was twenty minutes long and the monologue was ten and the uh, and Fran Drescher was twenty minutes long. Like there <laughs> there was nothing to like nobody in this episode got much to do because it felt like there were only three sketches. So I really feel like it was a short episode. I mean that 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 is what happens when you give the the. Uh the host 10 minutes to do stand up. Yeah, it, just, it like, felt like a very short episode. That cuts an entire it, sketch it, out it at least. It felt like there wasn't a lot going on this episode. No, I don't I thought there were some decent sketches. I yeah, no, I I think it was a decent episode overall and I wasn't I don't say that I was expecting more from Nate Bergetti because I was cautiously optimistic already because I knew he was not well established in any other realm of comedy except stand up. And so I I didn't think he was going to be particularly great at sketch comedy. And he's genuinely not done any acting. Yeah. He's not done guest starring, nothing. Yeah, exactly. He's not done a and single I, And thing. I thought he was, for the most part, pretty good. And like I said, the fact that SNL did cater to his you know, comedy cadence and his delivery dry style. Wit. Yeah. Yeah, I thought it worked decently well. Uh, I think the episode was fine. I don't think it was great. I definitely don't think it was terrible. Uh, but yeah, I, I think I Where would I, I you rank it. it so far in this uh, 49th season? I would say that it is probably... Right on par with Pete Davidson. I like they're right now they'd be interchangeable. Bad Bunny is the best episode to yeah, me right now. Bad Bunny was great. I thought Bad Bunny then Bergancy. I didn't like the Pete Davidson episode all that much. I thought it was very disappointing. I, thought, I, I, I thought was thought expecting it was, more. See, I was but in that case I I wasn't and it kind of an opposite neighbor Gatsy because I was expecting Pete Davidson to be just fine and he was better than I thought he would be. No right. What was your favorite sketch of the night's episode? Mine uh is definitely Washington's Dream. Yep. Yeah. Same. I thought it was really clever, well written. I thought you guys were going to go with Lake Beach. Lake Beach is close second for me for sure. I loved Lake Beach. I always give a, a more credence to the live stuff. Yep, yeah. If it goes well, and yeah, it, I was. It was ha- also was clever. It was clever. Like yeah. that's why I really liked it. It was. It was it, original. It was good. It was observational. That was a good observation. Unlike some of their political sketches lately, aren't good observations. Uh, I just really liked it. Yeah, I was happy that it was a live sketch. That was the best one because the the first two episodes, uh, pre-recorded sketches, were the the best ones. Oh, also, uh, just going back real quick to the plane sketch, when Bowen Yang stands up and goes, "I'm a doctor," and then like, sit <laughs> yeah. down. Not that kind of doctor. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> Speaking of a guy that didn't have a, you know, kind of like Sarah Sherman in the first two episodes, Bowen Yang wasn't used all that much in this episode. Correct. Uh, he didn't have a ton. So you know, they don't all get even playing time, Nate. No, I know. I'm just saying, just as an observation, I just didn't. You didn't see him a lot yeah. in this episode. Um, so, who would you name as your MVP of the episode, Brad? That, we'll start. This with was you. so tough. Yeah, I um, I hadn't really thought about it much, and now that I am thinking about it, it's a difficult choice to make. <laughs> so I'm filling the time with words so that I can think of it. No, um. Yeah. I think I'm I'm only gonna give it to Keenan Thompson because single handedly when he pushed the plate off the in the soul food thing, it made me laugh out loud hard and You know, yeah, actually and on top of that, his stuff in, in, in Washington's dream yeah. was, was good. Yeah, I think probably Keenan Thompson is uh, And it's hard because again there wasn't a lot going on with And it was pretty evenly distributed as far as like who was, you know, doing stuff this time. Oh well you know what though? Sarah Sherman's probably pretty close to that. That was though. one of What mine, else did yeah. she do though instead of 
Fran Drescher, you know. So oh like, yeah. yeah, like and then she wasn't bad in it. Like she no, was, yeah, she was right. good. Yeah, it's a How toss about you, up. Nate? It was a toss up for me between James Austin Johnson and um, Sarah Sherman. I thought James Austin Johnson again using an original bit from him to write that song was yeah. was really great. Uh, he was also in the Washington's Dream sketch, though not a, a, a not as big, prominent, kind yeah. of a prominent part. Um, but I didn't think anybody necessarily had a standout. Yeah. Right? So I could I could give it to either James Austin Johnson or Sarah Sherman. I think both of them. Or Keenan. Um, and Keenan Keenan as well. I mean, but there was no, no Keenan sketches that he had to carry. Right. Right. But he had some incredible lines and some sketches that. Yeah, just I would say brought that. Out a lot to your Keenan. point, Brad. Sarah Sherman did more for the show yeah. than Keenan. Uh, so I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give both of them tie. Yeah, they tied. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so we're going to be on a break for a couple weeks. Uh, when's the next episode coming? Next episode is coming November 11th. Timothy Chalamet. Yeah, Timmy C. He's coming back, the star of Dune and Wonka coming out in December. Wonka! Uh, sadly, Dune Part 2 got delayed to March 2024. Otherwise, Ooh, was it supposed to come out? It would have been out uh, at the beginning of November, so it would have been perfect timing. Oh, what, what's going on? Is just a bad film? Nobody wants to see it? Yep. It was, yeah, they, they said, you know what? This is dog shit. We're going to push it back. Uh, but no, it got pushed back because of the actor's strike because uh, they were, knew they weren't going to have anybody to help promote it. And rather than try and deal with putting out a big blockbuster sci-fi movie without any actors to help push it, they decided to delay it to March 2024. Um, now, what's going to be interesting about this is if the actor strike is still going on... When, you know what? Through the holidays, Brad? When Timothy Chalamet hosts Saturday Night Live, he will not be able to discuss or promote Wonka or Dune 2 or any other movies. Now, does that also mean he can't? he couldn't be Wonka in a sketch? I believe so, because I think that that would count as promotion for the movie. There might be a way to fudge that aspect of it, because he is allowed to appear on the show, obviously. That's sure. totally fine. But yeah, I don't know what the rules are. Well, if, if they don't like, want oh, him, I'm Billy Bonka. I, now, that would be really funny, right? actually. If they don't want them to wear Halloween costumes, yeah. I'm sure they don't want them on <laughs> SNL promoting. Yeah, so but that, that would be really funny are, if are they, they did a really shitty version of Are Wonka. they close to coming to an agreement? They're still or? negotiating, still talking. Uh, the last I heard is that the, the, it might have become frustrating, and if it's not, uh, if they haven't figured it out by um, mid-November, then there's a chance that they might just say fuck it and not resolve it until after winter break. And in which case, that will prove oh, Ben right because will, he's been saying through the holidays since no earlier you, this you year. You said that SNL wasn't going to come back. Yeah, until- and you you've, you were half wrong. Uh, but the the idea, have, right? but like if if it, if that happens and they don't have a deal before Christmas and they've gone to break, that means the entire TV season will be shot because they will not be able to start production and get new seasons off the ground. And that's a lot of money these studios can lose, right? Yeah, it is, and it's only because of studios' hubris and greed stopping them from striking a deal and making it so that everyone can get back to work. So there you go. Uh, Timothy Chalamet has one of my favorite songs on SNL in the last couple of years. When he was on what in 2020 or so? Tiny horse. T- Tiny oh. horse. I love it. Oh, I thought so you were like, much. I, I him, and, him and Pete Davidson. I love that. I didn't like Tiny Horse as much when he came out. I, th- oh, I thought it was my fine. My kids and I but... sang that song for months afterwards. I, I, I actually looked back at my review because I remember him being great and I loved it. Yeah, and uh, the stuff that I liked though was uh, him and Pete Davidson. He did a lot of stuff with Pete Davidson, but yeah. the the Newsmax sports stuff uh, yeah. when they were talking about the Jets and everything, and yeah, there there was some good stuff in that episode. When they played sure. the the white rappers though, that was that, that uh, so yeah. so funny. He, he he is an actor that Skirt. goes all in on Skirt. SNL. He does a good oh, job. Oh yeah, yeah, he's a lot of fun. I'm so excited it sh- about should it. be a, should be a good episode. And I don't think they've announced anybody else yet. Have, have they haven't. That's it. That's all we know so far. Who's the, oh, real quick about this episode. Um, uh, I know that uh, we don't really talk about the musical guests all that often. However, when the Foo Fighters were on uh, uh, Saturday Night Live, when Christopher Walken hosted back in the 90s, uh, I think it was the 90s or, or early 2000s, uh, Dave Grohl tells a story on a podcast that Christopher Walken walked up to him and asked him how do, does the, the does the pronunciation inflection happen on the foo or the fighters and dave Grohl just he knows that chris walken has that way about him so he says it's on the fighters so then when he introduced the foo fighters he goes ladies and gentlemen foo fighters <laughs> and he does say it like that so this was kind of the the they let him say the name so he could get it right this time and it was kind of a full circle thing for dave Grohl. And, is that really and, why they let him do it i mean that, that that's the thing that i read uh uh from Dave Grohl, okay, uh, and who, so who knows if he's taking credit for that or not? But it does come full circle where Christopher Walken gets to 
actually yeah. pronounce it correctly because Dave Grohl screwed with him like 25 years ago. But I like Foo Fighters, Foo Fighters. better. So we've got a week off, and then we'll be back in two weeks for a new episode. I think it's November 11th. Is the so we have two weeks off. <laughs> we're off for Sorry. a week, and then we're back for right. November 11th is when the episode is. I know, but this coming week is like November 7th. Right, so we have two weeks off. Oh, I, guess, I mean technically, but we've got one week. No, like no, literally, like it's 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 no like this this coming week is the fourth. Right, so we'll be off, and then we'll be back the very next week on the 11th. Yeah, that's right. what I'm saying. There's one weekend off yeah. in between. Am I not right here? No, we, what, what's going right. on? We have two weeks off, though. No, we, <laughs> no, we don't, though. <laughs> We're taking one week off the show because there's only one week without a show. Are we going to record in one week or two weeks? <laughs> oh, my God. Thank what you, is... Ben, for knowing what I'm talking about here. Oh, no, like... I know what you're talking about. It just sounds stupid as shit. We've got one week off. There's one one weekend where an SNL episode Tell you episode what, does come it. back in a week, <laughs> then. And record the episode. <laughs> no, because I'll be back in two weeks. Because we're going to be off that week. I we won't. Wh- what? Yes, we are off next weekend. Not me. And then we're back the next weekend. I'm always working. <laughs> Speaking <laughs> of always working, where are you working at and where can people find you? Uh, Slashroom.com is where I'm reviewing new episodes of Saturday Night Live. Check them out Sunday mornings uh, if you want a, a further breakdown of the episode. Uh, it's, it's hard to tell which one is more thorough. It's we'll be back in four <laughs> weeks. <laughs> Uh, so we have three weekends off in between. <laughs> God, I hate you. Um, but yeah, so check that out, Ethan, uh, at Ethan underscore Anderson on Twitter, or go over to Blue Sky. I, I don't know if, I, I think it's just X now. Uh, and it's definitely not. It's definitely still Twitter, and no one gives a shit about anything else. Hey, do Ben. That, do you think that uh, Colin Joseph is going to take that that porn star gig? You know? Jurassic Pork? Oh, Jurassic Jones. Pork. <laughs> if he doesn't, I will. I'm in. All right, you can also find- uh, That's my favorite line in Jurassic Pork. We're all on Instagram, if on the Facebook. If you won't do it, I will. No, I'm in. <laughs> Find us on the 10to1.com. We're all on there. Uh, hey, we really appreciate you for listening uh, to this podcast. Like and subscribe, please. Share uh, this with your friends. Com- comment on the on, yeah. the, on the post. Send like, us what, a message. Was your, who was your MVP? Uh, what was again, your a, a quick five-star rating helps us out to, to, to share this podcast with other people and help us uh, build the community around Saturday Night Live fans uh, that, that like to review and recap episodes as well. So, hey, thanks so much for listening. We'll be back in uh, two weeks. (laughs) We're taking one week off, then we'll be back. (laughs) Foo Fighters! Be good to yourself. Be good to others. Bye.